Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis with you. Good to be in your company for another edition of Breakfast with the Kiwis. As always, our expert on the show, the CEO of the Waikato Racing Club, is Butch Castles. Morning, Butch. How's things? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jordan. Looking forward to uh, weekend racing, Awapuni, and here at Tarapa. Big news this week, Butch, that uh, TAB Trackside have secured a slot in the Everest. Yeah, fantastic news coming uh, through uh, late in the week that... Uh, a deal's been done with uh, Waikato Stud to team Peter Moody and I Wish I Win will run for TAB Trackside in the Everest on the 14th of October. So massive news for the New Zealand industry, all part of uh, the way now that uh, Entain are involved and uh, look at it's going to put a real focus on the Everest uh, $20 million race mm. this uh, coming season and uh, fantastic to have a New Zealand bred superstar in I Wish I Win carrying the hopes of New Zealand racing and uh, look there'll be heaps of promotion and uh, lots of ways that they will capitalise on it so fantastic. Absolutely yeah Everest getting bigger and bigger every year so great that New Zealand racing has a presence in the race. Alright let's get stuck into the program today we'll have Andrew Scott with us co-trainer of successful Matamata based Wexford Stables with us a little later on but first up from loveracing.nz it's form analyst Mitch Davis who joins us off the top. Morning to you Mitch how's things? Good morning, guys. It's actually pretty nice up here in Auckland. It's pretty mild and not far from the bloody area that we'll be racing out of tomorrow. Yeah, look, the trouble is it's meant to rain, Mitch, so we'll need to do uh, the form here for a wet track. But Awapuni uh, running uh, there on a heavy surface as well. We'll get you to have a look at some of those. We'll start uh, on uh, race three. Rocker Baby was back to her best last time, or near it, when running second. She's $3 into two forty, and she's going to take all sorts of beating. And what's a pretty tidy sort of a three-year-old race? Yeah, it is, and you're right. Um, she's been well-backed early, and rightly so. She's been a pretty solid performer on the wet tracks of late, and you know, another wet track's probably not going to bother her. Um, she's been racing against some better horses in the past, and yes, you did touch on it as a tidy field, but she does look a class above these, I thought. Yeah, the others uh, that are uh, some chances, uh, I would have thought, uh, the likes of Pop the Bubbles was good in winning at Wanganui, and uh, you're a sky full of diamonds, uh, was a really good winning on the home track at Taranaki. Yeah, outside of Rocker Baby, it does open up a bit. Um, Pop the Bubbles was the beneficiary of a pretty gun ride from Cosi Asano last start, and yeah, you are full of skies, and girls light up both look like their horses with ability, so um, it wouldn't be a surprise for either of them pop up as well. Righto, let's have a look at the quaddy, Mitch. Races 6, 7, 8 and 9. Bit of analysis here. Gee, uh, some big fields uh, through the quaddy. Uh, it's been uh, not a great deal of movement uh, in the market since opening. Uh, the likes of uh, Barzetti for Jonathan Parks has had the three runs back now. Matthew Eels had a winner uh, last week and Barzetti might be the one, but pretty open sort of a race. 
agree. It almost just looks like a field job, mine butch, um, as far as the quarter goes. But Barzetti, drawn wide, probably won't be an issue come that point of the day with the rail set in the true from the 350 onwards for the home straight, I believe. So I don't think drawing up gate 14 is going to hinder him too much. And, you know, Jonathan Parks is a gun as well. So I think he'll give him every chance from the gate. But if you're not going to just stand him out, I think it's almost a field job in that one. She's so reliable, was good uh, resuming. Uh, Taylor Mitchell takes the two kilos off. Second up, I thought uh, it would be given some sort of a hope from the John Barry stable. Yep, second up, the stats are a bit of a concern and, you know, she is sticking to the 1550, which is a bit of a query considering she's been better over further in the past. So I don't know whether um, it will just be a market watch on her as to see where the money does come from the Barry stable tomorrow. But, um, yes, on her day, she is definitely good enough to take this out. Race number seven, uh, this was uh, a good field of uh, sprinters, but should really be Old Town Road's day, you would think. You would think so, but he has been a little bit hit and miss this prep. Yes, that might be a bit harsh when he's won and placed his last two, but um, there's also been plenty of support for Roy Burgesson runner Bradman at the, near the bottom of the book. He's um, going to get him with 51 kilos after the claim, so... Yeah, I do think Old Town Road's probably really hard to beat and potentially progressing on to better races over the winter. But um, when he's going to be giving Bradman eight and a half kilos, he's probably worth throwing in as well. Yeah, Bradman, the jewel acceptor, but with the money 13s into 650, you'd tend to think that the Bergeson stable are going to be running Bradman in that race. Old Deerfield, he's just a revelation, isn't he? Three kilos off, 57 and a half. He was good last time at the Bay and running second. He'd be uh, competitive again. He would be. He just seems to keep trying his heart out. He pops up every week, it seems like. So I don't think the conditions will bother him. And, you know, I'm sure he'll put in another honest performance, just whether he matches it with the likes of Old Town Road and Bradman with no weight on his back is probably a query for him. Good race. The next uh, race, number eight, is some progressive uh, staying types in here. A couple of them worth mentioning. Fabian Hawke, who's won his last two and three of his last four. Uh, Jonathan Parks rides up to 59.5 kilos, but gee, he's been good uh, the last couple. I was impressed with Crouch last time, though. He had no right to win, and he wound up the last little bit and got the job done. He's eights into 5.50, even though there has been a scratching. Uh, I, I'd uh, have a big watch on Crouch. Agree with you 100% there, Butch. He, um, the son of Tarzino, he's been awfully progressive this prep. And, you know, they've got Tina Kominyaki coming up to ride. So, for mine at least, it's between him and uh, Fabian Hawke. But um, there also has been a bit of money out of the Banbury stable for Kingfisher Lad, who, when he gets his own way in front, can just keep on bowling. So, he's getting a claim from Elise Allen. So, there looks to be a few chances in that if um, Fabian Hawke or Crouch are having an off day. If it got really wet and testing, then Prince Leo uh, might be a chance as well. He's been uh, there and thereabouts this preparation, so hasn't been uh, too far away. But, yeah, I think a couple of really good staying uh, potential stayers and not just winter stayers either in Fabian Hawk and Crouch. And to the last, gee, you talked about a field job uh, earlier on. This is an absolute nightmare as far as trying to sort out the last leg of the quaddy for me. Uh, I didn't know which way to go. What about you? Yes, uh, Echo, that's completely butch. Um, there are a couple in here I don't mind, though. I don't mind Masso at the top of the book. Yes, he's got to carry a bit of weight, but he's drawn out of the track and he won't mind the conditions. And I think he can, on his day, be pretty hard to catch. He can be pretty hard to catch. He's only won two from 33, but he is um, mostly kept to the wet track. So he'll probably run you another honest race. And down close to the bottom of the book from the Wheeler Stables, Z. Um 
he he is another who can pop up on these wet tracks. It just depends on what sort of wet track we do strike it, you know, come the last race. So, um, yeah, you probably are safer playing a field job when it's six dollars a field, but if you can stand a couple out and whip it, I'm pretty sure you'll be doing pretty well in that field. Now, I thought Z for Z was probably near its peak. It's had three runs back. The run second last time uh, was pretty good. So you could uh, make a case for Z for Z, as you said. Getting towards the end of the season, Mitch, always time to reflect and uh, have a look at some of the highlights. Uh, gee, we were uh, blessed with a, an amazing crop of uh, three-year-olds, not just horses that did it this side of the Tasman, but trekked across and won Group 1 races uh, over there. Prowess, Legato, spring to mind, a, a, a wonderful season for our three-year-olds. Absolutely, and you throw in Sharp and Smart and Penny Wicker in there as well. Like I don't think we've had a three-year-old crop so dominant in recent times. And then you've also got to you know, consider the efforts of Imperatrice going over as well. You know, she has been a revelation as well. She's stepped back from the middle distance and miling sort of distances back to the sprints, and she's um, taken it on, on pretty comfortably, really. You know, she was unlucky not to win the Canterbury States over there and then won the, was it the William Reed on the one at the Mooney Valley. Um, but, yeah, we've had a tremendous season, and... Um, so we'll be doing well to match that again this season if we could. And that uh, news that we talked of at the top of the show with uh, TAB Trackside taking the Everest slot with I Wish I Win uh, in conjunction with Mark Chittick out of Waikato Stud. Big news uh, and, and no doubt there'll be massive uh, build-up to the 14th of October uh, with I Wish I Win as a genuine, genuine contender in a $20 million race. Absolutely. He's um he's been another very improved sort of sprinter once he's headed over to Australia and he keeps stepping up and up. Um and if you know if he strikes a dry track there at uh Ramwick come Everest Day, he'll be awfully hard to beat, even though that didn't actually stop him on TJ Smith's date today. But um yeah, it's great to see that track side getting involved and we'll get a fair bit of Kiwi backing and Kiwi cheering coming on to the middle of October. Yeah, for sure. Good on you, Mitch. Thanks for stepping in here on Breakfast with the Kiwis and good luck on the punt. Cheers, Mitch. You too. Mitch Davis with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We will take a quick break and on the other side of this, we'll chat to trainer Andrew Scott. That's next. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you. Jordan Canellis here, as always, Butch Castles alongside me. And Butch, time to introduce our next guest on the program. It's the co-trainer of the Matter Matter-based Wexford Stables, Andrew Scott, who's with us here on the program. Morning to you, Andrew. How's things? Good morning, Jordan. Good morning, Butch. Uh, overcast and clear here in the, in the Waikato. We can only hope that might last for at least 24 hours more. Yeah, I don't think you're going to win on that one, Scotty. Unfortunately, uh, there's rain coming, but uh, that's just the uh, vagaries of winter racing. We've had a fine week, track back to heavy nine, but we are going to get some rain, just hopefully not too much while they're racing on the day. Are you all refreshed, though? You've had a bit of sun in the last wee while? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Butch. You know, we had a, the family, uh, we, sh- we shot up to Bath for 10 days and it was just amazing. Look, uh, yeah, nice and warm. They look after you so well up there. And, um, no, uh, you know, but always the last couple of days you want to get back into it and, uh, you know, that's why we get away. So you want to go do it again. So, no, here, let's go again. And it's probably one of the last hurrahs for the season for the stable this weekend. And, you know, hopefully it can bring home a winner or two. 
Yeah, I thought they were um, good chances. Let's have a look at them. Race two, the Irwin's truck and bus, three-year-old. Only a small field, but I did think it was a very, very strong three-year-old race for this time of year. And saying all of that, though, gee, I was mightily impressed with Silver Javelin when she won at Matamata. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, like you say, not a big lot, but a strong lot. And they all got a, got their chance. And, uh, yep, Silver Javelin, home track. She really relished the ground, and she gallops out confidently on a home track. Uh, yeah. Look, had a wee bit of a gap between runs, bit of a concern this time of year, just due to the, the meeting getting transferred to the poly there. Um, but no, look, she's she's in good form. Uh, she'll race well again. You know, she's she's worked up well. Amir with you know a bit of upside about her. Um, certainly a big step up, but you know the form's been good behind her, so we're confident she'll run well. And the other one in the race, Win Express, has been money uh, for him in what is, uh, as we talked of, a, a strong race. Look, he's uh, tens into sevens. Uh, raced last time in a, in a strong stakes company. Trialled up recently, drawn one, which early in the day he can be up and in here at Tarapa and three kilos off. So there's a little bit in his favour. Yep, absolutely. Like I say, sort of comes in well at the weights for the claim. Uh, look, he's raced well around Tarapa before, trialled particularly well there at Tarapa in the last set. Um, and look, he's, he's had a, a good bit of base fitness. Uh, the only sort of question mark is, that, you know, uh, fresh up fitness. But look, uh, you know, some of his form last preparation was as strong as anything in this race. So look, he'll come into the race pretty fit and uh, he's a good each way chance. And yeah, a little bit hard to split the two. Um, so, look, they'll both come in with a good bit of respect. Race number six, uh, Ace, this could be the omen bet. You've got Magic Ace ridden by Ace Lawson Carroll. So, you've got all the aces in this one, uh, Scotty? We've got a pair of aces. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rightio. Let's hope no one else can, uh, has got two pairs of aces. Uh, Rightio, we've got... Ace, yeah, he's going well, the horse. He raced really well out here. Uh, in matter, matter. And look, he's raced well at Tarapa before. Probably put in a PB round at Tarapa one time and uh, in probably conditions that he's going to hit tomorrow. So, look, uh, he certainly deserves one overdue and uh, he, he's he's our better chance of the two uh, with the with the race day fitness and the bit of form on the board. And, uh, no, he's, he's another one. You know, a, yeah, that's not a bad field either. A bit of depth to it, and there's some old tough horses in it that'll be, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a tough maiden. That so, yeah, he's a he's a solid place chance. And Strathay resuming probably better for the run. Yeah, probably a touch. Um, he kept coming at your trials there at Tarapa. So, a couple of his trials in the spring were pretty good, and. And then he sort of comes to the end of his, uh, his strength, and we give him a couple of runs, and he he raced a bit flat in, in the spring, and he's yeah he's he, it wouldn't surprise us if he filled a first four, he could keep coming, so probably not one to leave out of your top four. Right, oh, interesting, he'd be at a nice price too. Race number eight, Scotty Kenny, man, he's one that likes it here, and. Ace again will do the riding. Uh, look, he's in a market, and again, what is a really competitive race, a $5 favourite, and plenty of them uh, in the market, and he's got to be given a chance again after that last win. Yeah, absolutely. Just gotta, we just got to hope he takes a bit of confidence with this win there. He, he, you know, he tried, him, tried him on the poly, and he seemed to like it, so we give him a go on it, and he, and he cracked on well, but he still he loves Sarapa. Um, and look, you know, some of his form through the early part of the season was very good. He raced in some, on some big days and good fields, and, and then he sort of lost his way on some real heavy stuff. But if the, if the ground can hold a wee bit, he's going to quicken well. And 
Um, look, he, you know, he, he's, he's super fit and racing well. And, yeah, he's another one. Sort of represents a good each-way chance. Righto, the last. You've got a couple of chances here in the last, both in the market and in a pretty competitive race. Firstly, son of a butcher who didn't have all favours last time at Ruakaka. He's been there and thereabouts, 2,100 metres. He's won here at Tarapa before. Is he? Is it nearly the butcher's day? We've got to hope. Look, um, he's lacked a, lacked a bit of luck in his, in his, in his last three, probably. Um, Look, uh, you know, he's going well, the horse, and he looks like he's been screaming out for ground, and we, we tried him out of ground one other time, and he didn't stay. So, look, we're, 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 we've been probably a little reluctant to get him out over ground, but this is his first go this time round. Um, look, if he stays, he'll run well. He's just, he's sort of lacked a bit of luck all the way through. And like you say, get, gets around to Rafa. So, hopefully he runs well. He's probably the best winning chance of the two. Memphis has had a bit of a, bit of a Tiavari Memphis has had a bit of a gap between runs. And he's probably got a little fresh. Um, and he, he may just benefit with the run a wee bit. Um, he sort of brings strong form lines. And, uh, you know, he's a very consistent horse. But, um, you know, probably if we were going to lean one way or the other, we probably would butcher with the, with the plenty of fitness on his side. Um, you know, he'd be probably the way he would lean at this stage. Okay, and down the line, uh, Scotty Awapuni High Lighter. Um, it's uh, another chance, been uh, uh, a couple of seconds uh, of late, uh, always competitive in a race like that. Yeah, too right. She's a really honest mare that can handle any sort of ground, and she'll go down there. She's a good traveller, and you know she always makes a strong account of herself. And you know she's another one that meets a pretty even field, and. You know, if she gets the right sort of run, she's uh, she's certainly one you just at this time of year that handles the ground so well. You just can't leave out of your tries. Um, so, yep, she's certainly a you know top three chance down there. So, look, we're, we're going to the races with a you know um, you know a good bunch of horses in solid form and fit horses, but really hard to pin the tail on one and say this is going to win. Whether they can, you know, probably silver javelin the way she won last start would probably warrant the most most respect out of the team. So, you know, it, but yeah, it's uh, you know, hopefully we get more than one. Yeah, exactly. Right, we're getting towards the end of the season time to reflect uh, on the season, but more importantly, I suppose, can't change what's happened, but we can change uh, the future. Uh, look forward to next season, and you've got a nice team of horses, uh, no doubt many of them back in work and, and looking towards the spring. Yeah, Butch, yeah, look, um, we've uh, we've had a good season by our standards. We usually set a goal of 30. We made that. We've got a group one, so that was, that was fantastic. Um yeah, I think we were in Melbourne in the spring and Sydney in the autumn and Brisbane in the winter. And look, we, whilst we didn't get one of them, uh, a good win there. We'll be we'll be back hopefully next season in those carnivals trying to trying to win a decent race. So, um, but no, look, we've got a nice young bunch of horses there, and we know that every trainer says that, but we generally think we have got some nice young horses. We've got a, a colt there called Monday Melody. He hasn't had a run. He's by Snitzel. We 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 think the world of him. He's a promising young. Horse is a filly called Molly Bloom by Ace High. She looks had one run for a third. She looks a promising middle distance filly, you know, through the season. Um, yeah, and there's you know there's, there's other young horses there too that we really like through the season. So no, we're in a good place. So we're cracking on and uh, no, keep it positive. And yeah, we're really looking forward to next season. It should be uh, yeah, and, with, you know, and plenty of good news by. as well with the stakes. Scotty, you're going to be playing for a fair oh. bit more money, which makes it uh, just that little bit easier to get out of bed in the morning. 
Well, absolutely, Butch. You know, look, um, you know, the, the future looks, you know, so much brighter. You know, the last 10 years, you know, it's, it's certainly, you know, we've had our challenges and we look like we've got some relief in, in front of us. And there's reasons to be positive because, you, you, you know, you're, you're at the cold face like, like, like myself. It's, you know, you, you, you're, you're sometimes surrounded by a lot of doom and gloom and just a, a ray of sunshine can be so relieving. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and I'm always trying to be super positive no matter what yep. I do. Um, look on the bright side. And uh, it certainly, yeah, brings massive relief. And, and um, no, it's exciting times for the next five years in the game. And, um, no, it can only get stronger. For sure. Thanks for your time, Scotty. Good luck. And we'll see you here at Trackside at Tarapa tomorrow. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, guys. Andrew Scott with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis to round out the program today. Butch, a pleasure as always, and have a great weekend at the races. Good on you, Jordan. Breakfast with the Kiwis, back again next week.